Welcome to the Galway Races new six-episode podcast series, Let's Be Having You Galway, relaying stories from inside and outside the parade ring. Paul Collins here. It's been my honour to chat to racing royalty and lifelong fans alike. On the latest episode of Let's Be Having You Galway, we sit down with two of Ireland's top trainers, Noel Mead, on his training philosophy with a few holiday stories thrown in. Out the door, and there's a fella selling suitcases out the door, so he bought a suitcase, came in, loaded everything into the, into the suitcase. And we had a full of a suitcase going out, out of that shop. And Gordon Elliott shares his perspective on his training journey to date and delivers his top tip for the 2023 Galway races. Make sure you have a good pair of shoes, a few clean pairs of socks and boxer shorts, and the rest is... Yeehaw, you know. We're here with two lads who need no introduction, so we're not going to give them one here today. Gordon Elliott, how are you? Good, yeah, yeah. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you have a beautiful trophy room here. And it's a bit like the trophy room in Croke Park or one of these places. You've won everything here, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a few nice trophies here. Obviously, we're still uh, looking to get a few more, but it's nice. It's nice to have them all gathered up and be able to see them, see them together. So it's, uh, you know, there's been a, a lot of hard work to get them. So you might yeah. as well show them off. Yeah, exactly. It's like the good room we all have in our house at home. You know, you have your communion photos and your confirmation photos, and you have your grand national winning photos, all into one mantelpiece kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's nice to have it, but as uh, you know, probably. A good line of Noel Meads. He says there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get all them trophies there. So there is. <laughs> Where in the world are we, Gordon? Just outside the village called Longwood in County Mead, between sort of uh, Enfield and Summerhill. It's, it's a good location, close to main roads, and handy to get anywhere. Handy to hit all the big race tracks around Ireland. Yeah, exactly. You know this fellow beside us. I know him since probably I'm 15 or 16 years of age. I, well, I knew who he was. Uh, probably. Got to become very close friends and probably in my early thirties and um, that know, long ago. Well, I'd say so. Yeah, and probably in the last ten years, we've 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 become very good friends. So he's a he's he's a few more miles of the clock than me. So he 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 he'd uh, he tell you a better story than I would. Noel Mead, Falter is Jock. How are you? Very good. Yeah, very good. Um, you visiting here now? Is it this a bit like Jim McGuinness going down to? Kerry and hanging out of a tree to see how the Kerry boys are training, or is it all very friendly, or what way is it for you now, visiting a yard like this? No, uh, uh, over the last number of years, Gordon and myself, we got very close, uh, very close friends, and we would communicate communicate quite a lot, like a couple of times a week at least, and go to football matches together and do all sorts of things together, so we've, we've become very close that way. So coming over here or would be... Or he coming over to me wouldn't be, be wouldn't be any hassle really. It's a super setup here, Gordon. I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears gone into it. I mean, it's a, it's a big undertaking to go into any business. Was it a big undertaking for you to get involved in the racing business? I mean, any business is a danger of failing, and I suppose racing is no different. Yeah, I suppose just like we were talking earlier on, you know, probably a lot of luck at the start. Just got a couple of nice horses. Um, you know, lucky to probably uh, have a few good people around me, and um, you know, owners wise, and 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 that, 
and uh, just the whole thing clicked. Um, I bought this place, I think it's 11 and a half years ago now. Um, you know, I rolled the dice, you know, to, you know, I probably hadn't even the price of the deposit when when when, when, went to, when we went. I can remember it's to the day still well, actually went to went to the auction with a Galway man, a man from Athenry called Tom Howley, a very good friend of mine. And uh, we went in and uh, we bought the place on him and then we had to worry about getting, we had the price of the deposit, but after that then, uh, you know, it, it, it took it a took us months now to get across the line but we got it done and you know the rest is history um i put everything into it since i started training and and you know i, I just love being here yeah it's great we all have hopes dreams and aspirations in any job or in any business so so far so good yeah look at um as i said i've i've, I've, had, I've had a great career so far you know uh, a few little ups and downs along the way but you know yeah, I couldn't be happier the way things are going. You know, we've we've got a lovely bunch of horses, great owners. You know, I'm I'm bringing staff. So say, supposing I'm a yank now with an absolute wheelbarrow full of cash, and I ring you and say, "Hey, come here, I want to train a horse, or would you train a horse for me?" What have you got here? I mean, you have a gallops, you have stables. What's the facility here? Ah, look, at we've 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 a couple of hundred stables here. We've uh, we've we've four or five different gallops. Um, We've got obviously swimming pools. We've got horse walkers. We've got uh, uh, therapy plates. You know anything basically the horse needs, he has, he gets. You know, as most trainers have these days now. You know, it's so easy to get your hands on stuff now. You know, you know if you go to you know Noel Meads or uh, Gordon Elliott's or uh, Willie Mullins, you know most trainers have all the facilities for the horses because everyone wants the best for the horses. You know. And, it's got, it's gone so competitive now. The day of training a horse around the stubble field is gone. Like you know, you have to have your sand gallops, your woodchip gallops, your your schooling grounds on on sand as well as on on grass. You know, um, you know, obviously Noel's a lot longer in the game than me, and he he probably be able to tell you more. But you know, in, in this day and age, you, you have to have all the facilities. How big is your horse swimming pool compared to Gordon's? No, I don't have a pool. He's passed us out on that one. Um, maybe there's a couple of things we don't cross over on. I think, I don't know if Gordon has a spa, but we have a double spa, which we use a lot. Um, What's a horse spa now when it's at home? Well, basically it's some water where we they go into um, freezing temperatures and it's blown at their legs. And, you know, we use that quite a lot. Wow. And that's help helps with recovery and various... Injury. Yeah, we have a lot of horses going to that every day, uh, like before they go out in the afternoons when they come back in, keeps them same as people really, you know, just keeps their, their tendons tight and keeps them sound. Nimble, basically. nimble. Yeah, yeah, keeps them sound. When Gordon took out his license in 2006, if someone rang you to say, listen, Noel, I'm thinking of going into the racing game and I'm thinking of doing a bit of training, is it something you'd advise? I mean, you, you really want to be, have your wits about you, wouldn't you? You would, but I think, you know, it's very hard to know. I think, uh, I, I don't know if he ever thought he'd be as big as he is now uh, when he started off in the beginning. Like, I mean, Gordon started from, as I did myself, started from, from the ground with one horse and, and brought it up from there. So he's, you know, he's been very, very successful from, from where he's standing start. And, uh, but I don't think in the beginning that you ever think that, you're going to be, 
you know, you never imagined that you're going to be as big as you get, as certainly as you got. I don't, I, I don't, or even myself, that we got imagined that we're going to. You always hope that things will go like that for you, but it doesn't always go like that. And you'll have good times and bad times, and it's, it can be a bit of an up and down business, you know. Like anything, Gordon, I suppose you need to love it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you know, I, I love training horses. I'm sure most people do. Um, you know, the places you get to go. I mean, you get to travel the world. You get to meet good people. And you know, going racing every day is it's, it's good crack. You know, you, you meet the lads. You know, out, out, aside from the horses running and winning or losing, and you know, you know, having the chat and you know, sitting down and have a cup of tea or you know, if you've a good day, you might have a drink after. Um, been out in the sunshine even. Yeah, been at, well, we, you were never a man for forty hours a week behind the desk doing spreadsheets or anything. And no, no, still not, still not great behind the desk. But uh, I've got a good team of the office that look after all that for me. But I don't know, going racing, you meet good people. It's uh, you know, it's just great banter. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're we're here talking about Galway today. You know, the crackdown there is great. It's probably. For me, it's a bit more of a relaxed week, and um, there's no big pressure. Um, you know, if you have a winner, it's brilliant. If you have two, it's great, and if you have three, you've had a great week. But yeah, it's 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 more of a kind of a relaxed sort of a, a fun week, and if you can pull a winner out, it's great. What's the plan for 2023 in Galway? The assault from the Gordon Elliott stable. What's it looking like at the moment down in the uh, yard, Gordon? Look, we, we've. I'd, I probably have a stronger hand in the plate and, and hurdle this year than I've had for the last couple of years. Um, obviously, plans aren't finalised completely yet. You know, I, I hope that four or five runners in, both, in each of the races probably come home one night um, and maybe stay down there for a couple of nights after. Um, Lower the handbrake. Yeah, we'll be, there'll have to be a few good nights. Uh, go for a bit of dinner with Noel and a few drinks. Uh, uh, Noel obviously um, stays in the park. And uh, I've started staying there for the last couple of years, so it's, uh, whether that's a good or bad thing, I'm not sure, but uh, it, it kind of works well, you know. You must have your Galway routine well and truly worked out at this stage, Nolik. Yeah, I've been going there for a while now. It was a great hunting ground for us for a long time. We've had great success in it over the years. I, I, I think we've won all the big races now, and most of them a couple of times. Uh, the plate was the last one to get my hands on, and that was that was we got that a couple of years ago. I remember... Uh, Come back one year, we won the big race on the Monday and the Tuesday, and we missed the plate on the Wednesday. We had a couple of winners that day, and we won the hurdle on the Thursday, and won the race on the Friday. I think we were drunk for the week. <laughs> well, she look, you have to celebrate these things. They don't come around that regularly that you'd have a week like that. Uh, well, it's a funny, it was a very funny story about that week. Um, when we were coming out on the Monday night after winning, what was the mile handicap, the mile handicap that year? McDonough handicap. Uh, Lily, who most people who went racing over the years probably know Lily. She used to sell. She's dead now. God rest her. She used to sell that turf farm and uh, the Toblerones and the apples and the oranges and whatever. But she was coming out, and as I was coming out, she says, "Yeah, you had a good day, Noel. You, you, you'll, you'll, you'll buy off me." And I said, "I tell you what, Lily. I says I'll see you on Friday." And uh, she said, "Okay, right." So then, of course, we won the big one again on the Tuesday. We won the, the amateur race, and on the Wednesday, a good day, and on the Friday, so we. The, it was more or less the same crowd of owners for the whole week, and so the, the party started on the Monday and it was rolling on the whole week. So after we won the big race on the Friday, I think that was the last day that that year. 
Um, I went into the champagne bar and there was a big fella in the champagne bar called Paddy. And I says, Paddy, give me a half dozen bottles of champagne. All the boys are outside. And I was just getting the things soaked up for another celebration. And uh, when I went to put my hands in my pockets, I had no wallet, I had no money. And I said, Paddy, I have no money. And he says, ah, he says, you're all right, so we'll get you, we'll get you again, you see. So at that, I was turned to walk out the door and Lily comes in the door. And Lily says, ah, no, she says. And I said, Lily, and I said, I have no money. And she says, but you promised, you promised. And I said, but you're, I forgot my wallet. Anyway, it was so warm outside that there was no one actually in the bar. And Paddy was listening to the conversation. He says, he's telling you the truth, Lily. He says, he, he has no money. And uh, so she, are you stuck? She says, and I says, yeah. So she went off anyway, and she came back, and she gave me a hundred quid in singles. <laughs> she says, here, just to sort out. Mind you, now the interest on that hundred quid cost me a fortune in the long run. <laughs> Wasn't that a lovely gesture? <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow. And did you give her a bottle of champagne just? To, uh... Oh, I did. Uh, uh, Paddy was shouted, said, "Oh, that hundred will do me." So he got the money. So it, uh, it didn't uh, didn't end up in your pocket, as the fellow says. No, no, well, no. It was going to get spent anyway, one way or the other. Or oh, it had to be. It was paid back with good interest. I can tell you. You must have great memories of Galway, Gordon. Riding as an amateur, you know, you, always great days, and there was always good atmosphere down there. But um, you know, probably I've only really started staying down there for la- for the last number of years. But uh, it's always good fun, you know. Um, obviously. You'd go for a dinner, obviously, down to Kerman's Lane or wherever you go. A few good drinks there and, you know, good fun. It must be hard, Gordon, to manage the expectations of everyone. Like, you've, you know, you're going out the punters, you have the owners. You know, you could have a good day or a bad day. You could have someone interfering with your horse in the last or whatever. I mean, you must be very patient. Ah, listen, it's, it's a great game when you're winning. But as anyone knows, in, in any sport, like it's, it's not always going to be good, and you're going to have good and bad days. And obviously, we're both living County Mead, and at the moment, we're 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 picking our feet up and getting going again. But uh, nothing is going to be good the whole time. You are going to have good and bad days, but it's you know to be able to pick yourself up and shake yourself off and manage yourself properly when it get better and keep going forward and worry about the next day because you know as much as there's good days, you know there's going to be bad days, and there'll always be better days as well. As trainers. Well, we want to win probably as much and more than, than 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 the owners. You know, obviously we have to work very hard for. It. We've got a bunch of staff that, and they want to work win as as much as everything. But it doesn't always happen. But uh, when it does, it's good, and you have to enjoy it. I was talking to one of the boys, one of the stewards, and he was telling me that from a governance point of view, now there's microchips on the horses, and they know when they're going into the stalls that they're the right horse. But like out in the yard, how do you know one horse from the other? Ah, it's it's like it's like your own job, you know. And no matter what your job is, you, you get to know them. Um, you know, obviously, I suppose when they come back into the start of the season, for me, is the one time you might have a couple of weeks or a month that you could have fifty bays coming at you looking at the same. But you get to know them, um, you know, especially when they start running. Ah, I shouldn't like your children, yeah. you, you know. You're you're you you ask a farmer, he might have three hundred trees and goats. They know every one of them, you know, and it's the same thing. You you very rarely get it wrong after. You look at them coming at you yeah. every day, and it's like, it's like, it's like a a good looking woman when she comes walking in the street. You know, you know what way the, the better ones always seem to have a 
good swagger about it. A good swagger to them for some reason. The horses sure. now we're talking about. Oh, yeah. the horses, yeah. I'm not really sure why, but you, you kind of always, you, 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 you know, you know, good when he's coming at you anyway. But uh, no, you would, of course, you get to know them. As Noel said, it's like a farmer with, with his cows, he, he knows them all. But uh, that's the way it is, yeah. Highlights so far in your racing career, Gordon. I mean, you could pick out any one of these trophies. I'm looking at two Grand Nationals. I'm looking at Cheltenham Gold Cup. I mean... Three Grand Nationals. Three Grand, Grand Nationals. Cup, Apologies. Know. Silver uh, Birch. I look at I suppose uh, winning the Gold Cup was unbelievable. Um, you know, that, that was a day I'll never forget. But Tiger Roll winning a second Grand National back after back was, 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 was brilliant. Um, I've had some great days... Um, to be honest, I enjoy them all, um, and it's it's great. Uh, it's great when you've got your friends with you, and you 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 you, you got to appreciate it all. So, say winning at Aintree, for example, right? Is there, the fact that you've done it three times? Is that got a, a lot to do? I know it's a lot to do with the horse, obviously, but as well as that, the the gallops. I mean, the distance of the gallops and the way the gallops are set up. Does that mean that you're going over there confident if your gallops are a particular way or? What's giving you confidence going over? I know it's a, it's a bit of a charge of the light brigade at times, but like you must have that recipe in your head now as to how you do that. Look, I think you need the right horse. Number one, you know, if 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 you're if you're Finston or Brian, you haven't got the right horse. It, it's not it's not going to happen. You you can't carry them. But um, you know, I think you know different trainers probably win different types of races. You know, um. Do you so know what kind of trainer are you then? Are you a kind of a long distance? Are you? I. I I'd probably win more staying chases than I do two mile chases. Um, I ask myself that question a lot of times. Um, you try and do things different every year. Like you might make a horse a little bit faster than slower. But uh, listen, I'm happy where I am at the moment. And you know, um, and how do you know a good horse? Uh, look, when you're buying them at the sales, you're obviously looking, looking for, you know, an individual. You're looking at a pedigree. You're, you're you're talking to people, looking for a bit of advice. You know, from the the vendor that's selling them or the person that trained them before you or the jockey that rode them but uh, listen you're just always looking for a good horse but uh, you know I'm hoping someday that I can train as many winners as this man beside me here and, and uh, you're fairly close to that and, uh, mean, uh, you know, I have a few years on him but hopefully <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll be around to, to see it when I, when I do get as many as him I was reading there Noel you established your stables in 1971 yeah, I think first winner was in seventy one. I think I started at seventy. Did you did you I, have I running was, I wasn't born until seventy eight, so that's just that that just says, says Did you have running water and everything at that stage, no? Just about, yeah, just about. Just about a bit of a pump in the yard, you know. I know, but uh no, I started but you see as as what I was saying earlier, I don't know, I think if at the time you're thinking about being a trainer and such. I was bred, born and reared a farmer. And there was nobody in the family had anything to do with racing. I was horse mad from the time I was a kid, ponies, growing up, uh, hunting, and then pony racing and all that sort of. So, just a pal of my a pal of mine and myself bought a horse for a hundred quid, and it started from there. And I just, as I say, we're lucky. The horse uh, paid you back. Horse paid me back, but like just over the years, uh, I was lucky with the way the thing rolled for me and met certain people that, that uh, just po pointed, I just was lucky with them and, and, and became great friends and we went through the years like that. But it's got more competitive now and like back, 
back even 15 or 20 years ago, a big yard would be 70 or 80 horses, um, maybe 100 horses. Now, and what's a big yard now? Not the big yards now, 200 and 250 and 300. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's colossal numbers now. And also colossal money. Ireland, uh, back years ago in the jumping business, they didn't have the funds to buy the horses. Like the, the owners weren't here. But in the last 20 years, the owners are here now and Gordon's owners that are they're, they're buying the top horses. And that's what's making a difference. They're, they're actually stealing the top horses and they're stealing them, but they're buying them off the, away from the English. Most years ago, that good horses went to England, but the good horses don't go to England anymore. They come to Ireland. And uh, with Gordon and Willie and Henry and and Joseph and everybody that's does a lot of quite a lot of people who can buy expensive horses and like basically it's like anything they the, it doesn't necessarily say you're going to win when you buy an expensive horse but it gives you a better chance so the, the he who wins in the sale ring is going to end up winning on the track and that's that's the law of that's racing that's the law of racing basically in the heel of the hunt and uh, and uh, and that it has changed because the the guys that were buying these horses over the years have changed. There's there's a different there's a different uh, owner there now than there was. Not be right. Yeah, look, I'd say, you know, as, as an old, I remember something he said to me when I started training here. Exactly. What he Don't said, do he, it. No, definitely not. No, he didn't say that. He he said like you know if you want to compete at the top level, you know if you if you win in the sales ring, you will win in the racetrack. And, and what happens then is, uh, the way it's it's a bit like a pyramid. If you if you train winners, which Gordon is very good at doing, and as and you train winners, you get more horses. The more horses you get, the more winners you train. The more winners you train, the more horses you get. The better races you win, the better horses you get. So it's like trying to get experience. And it goes boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 and it keeps one builds off the other. And despite the fact that uh, maybe some of your horses mightn't be running that well. But if you're still training winners, you'll get away with it, you know, because that's one, it's not the way it sort of works. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. you're coming, but you will come home from the race in some evenings and you'll be fit to be tied and everybody knows that they're trained horses. And, and then, then you go out the following day and things will start to go right again and away you take off again. But it, it, this happens, that they run deplorable and like you do come home very depressed and down and out <laughs> and it does take a bit it can get to you but you, I think what you need to do is you need to be keep yourself on a sort of a level that you don't get too high when they win and you don't get too low when they lose when, would you agree with that? Yeah 100% Like so yeah. for example your own you know wellness garden or kind of keeping the head right and all that like how do you deal with that? Look, to be honest, I'm a pretty level sort of person, you know. As, as Noel just said there, you know, when you're when you're winning, you know, you... You, you have no issues. Ah. Listen, when you're winning, it's great. You've got to enjoy it. But when they're losing, you've got to keep your head up. And, you know, of course, there's days you're going to, you're, you're going to be somewhere and you get a few horses bet and you'll, you'll go home and you won't be in great form and you might want to go for dinner at night or go for a drink, you know what I mean? You just want to go home and be on your own. But, you know, sometimes you have to give yourself a shake and say, listen, today hasn't been in your day, but you have to enjoy it with uh, with your friends. But, uh, no, it is it is, a, it is a tough game at times because owners have expectations, you know, and it's not always the owner's the problem. 
it's his friend sitting beside him at the ba- at the bar that's a, that's that that that's in his ear, and then people can say different things. But uh, listen, it's a great game, and there's nothing like it when you're winning. It's it's like any sport when you're losing, it's not great, but um, you just got to keep your head up and keep going. So typical day then, boys. What time are you up in the morning? I like a bit of an out sleep in there and get up and have the full Irish and away you go then. Gordon, what time are you having the breakfast at? Well, we don't start at 7.30 in the morning here, so I I get up around quarter to seven, so I would, seven o'clock. Um, you know, the horses obviously would be getting fed at half six, so you, you'd, be out, you'd be out in the What animal. are they getting now? Nuts or? Yeah, they get a, a scoop of nuts in the morning, so they would. Um, so then you just start work. You, you, we'd, 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 um, First log go out about half seven quarter to eight. You know, you'd watch that, get a cup of tea after you come back in, do a second lot, then I do declarations, cup of tea, then back out another lot, do your entries and the day kind of flows pretty quick. To be honest, it's it's uh it's this time of year there's nothing like it because the weather the weather is great and probably not as much pressure during the winter it might be spilling rain, but you're 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 looking at all the nice horses in your dream and that uh you're going to find another tiger roll or or or, 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 or 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 whatever it may be. What about you, Noel? What's your? I started. I we start in the yard at seven. I start, I, get, I get up at six, and and uh, I like to get into the office for a few minutes before I go to the yard because I always think I can think better. I can I can look at something and concentrate it a lot better at that time in the morning. And uh, we would ride out three lots before we stop. We we start at, at seven. And we'd ride out three and we'd back in, we'd have breakfast then at about half nine, quarter to ten. And you get the declarations done, the same thing. But like when when you're in full flow, you're busy. Like you 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 are busy, aren't you? You're right. You don't think about what it's a zoom, 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 zoom. You know, you're you're running around from Billy to Jack and, and but the the big advantage nowadays is and has been since I started, the biggest advantage. Has been the telephone, has been the mobile phone, because now you're able to contact everybody when you want to, and you can do it on the run. Like I mean, years ago, you, when you didn't have mobile phones, you had to come in and to the office to make calls, and or even in the evening time, if you missed some, if you missed a call, not a call, probably plenty of calls, and you came in and you had to ring somebody. Well, every phone call was going to be fifteen minutes at least, because if you rang Joe. Joe wasn't there, and Mary answered the phone, and uh, you had to talk to Mary and how was the kids and this, that, and the other. And she said, "I get Joe to ring you back." So that maybe took you five or ten minutes to talk to Mary. Then Joe would ring you back, and you'd have to. And this went on. So like your your time wasn't yourself. Nowadays, if you're standing on the gallops and something goes wrong, horse gets injured, and your phone is in your hand, ring Joe and say, "Joe, sorry, but this is it. The horse left to pull no blame this morning." You know, and straight away. That's fantastic for the simple reason being you've now informed them and it's a road off your mind. The worst thing that can ever happen to you is something goes wrong with a horse and you haven't told the owner and it, it builds up. And the next thing is, and maybe something was after happening, another one of his horses, so you're too lame at this time. And you're say, putting it off, I'll ring him in an hour, you ring him in an hour. And by the time you ring him, that doesn't happen as much now because you have this machine with you and you're able to do all that quick whereas if you were had to come in to do to sit down and do it as we did years ago you'd have to come in and into the into the telephone to do it it so it's a huge time saver and it's also a huge uh, help 
for your mental mentality as well because for your for your mental stability because everything happens and you're able to keep everything flowing in your mind and you're not carrying stuff around that's right that's right yeah good point so when boys do you sit down and work out right i've a right out there white horse he's going into punchestown or cheltenham or tipperary or whatever when do you kind of know when you're going to run the horse Look, when you start training them and you start realising what, what he is, whether he's going to be, a, if you're training flat horses, you're thinking about the distance or thinking about whatever, and you go into a sort of a set regime with them and and bring them along. And then when you real, when you think they're sort of getting ready to run, they'll be doing their work, you make make your plans from there, like as to where you think you're going to go, as to what, to, what distance you're going or what trip you're going or where what sort of a track you want or whatever and uh, try and coordinate that with the owner as well but um, basically I just try to get them fit first and then work out where we're going to go and I, I more or less have that worked out in my head. What about you Gordon when do you kind of make a plan for a horse? There's not a minute you know or an hour in the day because by the you're not thinking about where you're going to go with a different horse or if you're traveling in the car with someone you're, you're flicking through stuff on your phone or if you're lying up on the couch and even watching television you're still having the phone out of your hand, you know, you're looking at the racing post or irishracing.com and or the Irish calendar going through stuff, you know, it's 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 twenty four seven. You know, you might have a missed call off an owner and you'd you'd be thinking then where you're gonna go, what you're going to do. But um you know, you, you, I, I think most trainers are, are, are thinking about twenty four seven, you know. Um but you know, as far as the horses come back in, you know, we're probably more national hunting flat, you know, They'd probably come back and you'd be looking to start your season off pro- probably, you know, November time. And, you know, depending on what level the horse is, you know, wh- what meat you're going, whether you're thinking of, um, you know, Navin or, or Fairy House or Down Royal or, or, or wherever you're thinking of starting them off. But, uh, you know, every horse is different. And um, uh, the one thing about us here, you know, whether it's 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 a, it's a not the 95 or a, or, a, or, a, or a grade one, you know, and as I'm sure it is in most yards in Ireland, um, the horses have to, the slower ones take more training than, than the good ones. You know, they all, they all take as much work. And come here, um, you're on the road a lot. So you're driving up and down, over yeah. and back around the country. Like, have you, Yeah. do you listen to the radio? Have you CDs? I listen to anything, to be honest. You're kind of on the phone a lot. You know, especially if you're traveling on your own, you get a lot of work done in the car when you're, when you're on your own, you know. If I hope you have the hands free now, Gordon. Oh, I have the hands free. Yeah, uh, you know, good uh, sponsor in Galway, Colin Quinn. You know, he he, he looks after both of us with with a nice car. So he must have lovely there. beamers under you, do he? Oh, he has. You know, he charges plenty for them, but he's he he's he, he's he's they're nice cars. And oh, listen, you do a lot of work in the car. I I, I think I do anyway. Uh, you'd be making phone calls, and you know, you might have five or six lads that you didn't get a chance to ring. And uh, you, you'd get a bit of work done. Um, I, I, you might listen to an odd podcast or something, but uh, no yeah. music in gardens, car. I no? would be music, but I wouldn't know what the names of the songs are. Yeah. Like I know when I hear them if they're a good tune, but I wouldn't know what to be called. To be honest, very good. And Noel, what about you? Have you? Uh, same, similar. I would. I would. He's more classical music now. He yeah, likes a bit of classical yeah, yeah. when he's going racing. The kind yeah, of relaxing yeah. bit, you know. I listen to Sunshine Radio and. Um, and uh, no, again, as Gordon says, it's a great time to catch up on people, talking to people, 
uh, just give, filling them in on this that so a lot of the time would be spent on the phone in the car again it's it's again it's a, another way of just the phone has been I don't think to be honest with you the people could train the amount of horses they train now if they didn't have the, a mobile phone it was the biggest single asset that came into the business was the was being able to communicate because a lot of it is about communication with owners like when you get a horse that's your job is to get him fit and get him ready to run that's what people want you to do so but they do like to know how it's going on and keep in touch with them and what about Noel time so I mean it's a full-on gig no I mean, you've racing, you've meetings, you have horses, you've jockeys, you've jockeys' agents ringing you morning, noon, night, as we can see. You must have a few hot ones in the yard at the moment. So, what does Noel like to do in Noel time? Well, we both of us are very keen uh, Gaelic footballer fans, and we. I'm sorry for your uh, troubles. Yeah. <laughs> but we're Mead, Mead fans out and out, and we go to. We go up. Down we were in Waterford last week, and we were in Derry a couple of weeks ago, and we were in Donegal, and we have we've had good fun going, and we've a couple of pals that goes with us, and we and we enjoy it, and we have a and we have a uh, that would be our number one anyway. I think would be would be the football, and uh, we've been to the odd concert here and there, and um, classical or yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's nothing much classical about me anyway. Um, no, but uh, uh, other than that, uh, I, I don't know. I don't play golf anymore. Um, I did for a while. I was never any good at it. So, um, Chill. Yeah. What about you, Gordon? Yeah, pretty similar, to be honest. You know, I, um, I like going to the football, you know, uh, or the county games, or I'd follow my own club, Summerhill, you know, if, I'd go any time if I'm not racing. Uh, I'd go. I'd go. It could be a match a couple of nights a week. But uh, no, that's racing is your life when you're at it. Like you know, and you know sometimes even going racing is is. is uh, I went to the Curragh last week at a runner. Um, you know that was a kind of a. It was kind of a day off really to be honest because it was you know it was more it was a relaxing day. I I haven't really flying horses but uh, you know the football I like. Um, I don't don't play golf. I can I can play, but don't play it. It takes too much time, and I'm I'm no good at it either. But uh, you know, a good game of football, or you know, even you know, obviously, and me at the moment, we're, we're not we're not where 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 we like to be, and we, you know, hopefully we will get back there one day. But you know, even going up to Crow Park, you know, we we've got a couple of seats in Crow Park together, and you know, whether it's the football or the hurling, it's always a great day out. You know, you meet the characters you meet up there is unbelievable. Um. You'll always meet meet some sort of a rogue up there that that have a good story to tell. But uh, you know it's great our crack as as Noel said. You know we we travel up and down the country as much as we can to the football. Um, you know, there's a couple of lads that travel with us the whole time. Kind of the same bunch of lads. Um, we won't mention any names, but there's one lad tells he kind of tells a, a story every week we go, and it's the same story, but it's a bit different every week. But you know, it, 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 it's most weeks it gets better, doesn't it, Noel? It's not one you could tell on the air, presumably. No, uh, no, no. no. Um, most of them would be pretty okay, but he's he's a he's a character. What's this I hear, Mr. Elliot, about you and Home and Away? Yeah, I watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of a no. It's it's it's, it's a bad habit I have. I've I've watched it since it started. Um, you know, if I if, if I come home from race at, at twelve o'clock at night or whatever time it was. 
I'd sit down for half an hour, it's kind of switch off because you wouldn't be able to sleep for a while. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's probably a bit stupid, but uh, so I enjoy watching it. Is Al Stewart still in it? Al Stewart is still in it, but uh, it wouldn't be Al Stewart to be watching it. It'd be the beach and the nice, and the nice, the nice sea, you know. Very good. There's good aesthetics and nice things to see in Australia, of course. And what's going on at the moment, by the way? I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, oh, listen, there's not much happening at the moment. <laughs> there's not much happening at the moment, to be honest, as, as per usual. Gordon, I'll tell you one thing now. Your role as a TV reviewer is after being shot there now because that's a very bad summary of what's going on at home in a way. You know, so uh, no, there's not. There's nothing too exciting happening, to okay. be honest. Noel, your highlight stands above all else in your racing career. My racing career? Um, I don't know. I, I suppose first Cheltenham winner was Sassolita Bay. Maybe first Galway Hurdle winner was Pinch Hitter back a long time ago. I got a great kick out of that and still sticks with me. At the time, it was, it was, a, it was a big thing. And uh, I think winning the Irish National too was a huge thing with, with the Bunny Boiler. That was around the 2000s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, around that, yeah. Yeah. Remember that. Gordon, yeah. you, you're, you'll need about half an hour to think about your favourite top standout memory, will you? Look, I suppose winning on the big race is, 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 is brilliant. But, um, you, know, as, you know, I probably winning the Irish Grand National was good as well. All my family were there, you know. They don't go racing much. That was great. It was a, it was a wet day, you know. I never, I never forget it. Um, but I suppose Tiger Roll winning two grand, winning yeah. the second Grand National is, is hard to get away. You know, we've, you know, we've been lucky enough to have winners in Dubai and all over the world. But uh, for me, you know, Tiger Roll to go back to second year, um, that was probably a day I'll never forget. It's hard to beat. I mean, it's the world's greatest steeplechase. It's the world's biggest race, really, isn't it? I know the Australians claim it's the Melbourne Cup, but this part of the world. Yeah, look at it. It's 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 probably the one race in the world that. Everyone watches on your way, and if you win the Grand National, you're remembered for it. You know, you know if you win the Gold Cup, it's great. You know, but you might five years later, you know, they might people wouldn't know about. It, but the Grand National is the one race that everyone in the world watches. Two hundred point to point winners, forty six winners on the race course, and five winners in the US in your riding career wasn't bad going. Yeah, look, I, to be honest, I enjoyed riding. Um, I rode as a you know a mediocre amateur. Was a couple of winners for me. Yeah, I rode a few winners for Noel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think there was no one else to the way room and to ride the horse at the time. But yeah, no, look, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed riding as an amateur. I met a lot of good contacts. You know, um, you know, I obviously back in them days, you know, I didn't know, I knew who Noel Mead was, but didn't know him like a, 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 as a personal level to to talk to. Um, but you know, you, them days, you know, you. You'd be at all to the likes of Noel Mead, you know, you'd you'd see him going racing, like he'd be dressed like a pin, he'd have the hat the good suit on him, the top hat on him. But Jesus, someday he was best yeah. turned out in the parade. Oh, always was. You think someday geez, I'd love to be like Noel Mead. Uh, but uh I just never really got into the into the into the into the the, the, the hats and that sort of stuff. I kinda said I have to be fifty before I wear a hat like that, so I'm not just quite there yet, you know. So you'd have to get Find out where Noel's hat maker is. Where are you getting the hats, Noel? Oh, <laughs> Do they sell them in pennies or? <laughs> I don't need to no. make them anymore. No, no, no. We're 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 certainly going a bit 
with fewer racing with fewer hats lately anyway I remember when I started training one day um, I, used to, I used to go racing in jeans one day and Noel was always very good he, 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 he could tell you something that you should be or shouldn't be doing you know he you know, he wouldn't be afraid to say what he thinks which is always good and I think that's why we get on so well but I remember wearing a pair of jeans one day at the time we thought they were cool you know, there was, were they dingoes? there was, there was a little kind of rip on the front of them so it was, you know, were, it was kind of the fashion it wasn't purposely and Noel says listen Gordon he says you know as he's told me a couple of times I don't really think you should be coming to the race dressed like that you know uh, but you know it was great it was and I, I, I don't wear jeans racing anymore just since that uh, he told me another he gave me permission one day not to wear a tie in a in, in Liverpool, I didn't wear them for a long time after. I tried to wear them on a on a on a graded day. Now I tried to wear a tie, uh, but out from that, I don't really. But uh, it's not. We've had some great days racing, you know. Uh, I suppose one of the people always ask me, "How did you get to know Noel, or how did you just become such good friends?" I don't really know how we came became such good friends. But in fairness, you were wet around the ears, Elliot, and this fellow was giving you a right good advice on the fashion. Yeah, no, he 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 he's given me a couple of good bits of advice in fashion, but that was the day I went racing in the pair of jeans. But I'm going to tell you another story of how I I, I really first big introduction to Noel Mead, and he'll tell you about another fashion story than after. Anyway, as I said when we were young growing up, like Noel Mead was he was he is still the man. Like you know what I mean? Like he's the daddy of of race. You know, if you were, if I have a problem, you know, I'd ring Noel or some bit of advice I'd ring him to ask him what do you think about this or what do you think about that or jeez I don't think I, I should have really done that or I shouldn't have done that but put know, me straight yeah or he'd ring you and he'd tell you but um, at the time I didn't really know him I remember him going racing one day in Nav and I knew him but we knew him just barely how he going how he going I was starting training and ended up after Nav and race having a few drinks one day and a good few drinks and uh I remember coming back in in the taxi and he had the, the hat on him and I said, yes, I said, so I want to be like you, give me that hat. I said, I'm taking the hat off and he, he took the hat back and I took it. Anyway, we carried on, we went to a restaurant. A few more drinks, a lot more drink and uh, we were all in good shape on you and Noel was uh, taking a bit of bread and I uh, just about, I think, to put it into his mouth and I just took it out of his mouth, out of his hand and uh, I think I, I swallowed it. Don't remember much about it, but apparently that's what happened. But I knew that wasn't great. I says the next morning I woke up and I said, Jesus, the only thing to do now was ring up and apologize. So I picked the phone up, I'd say it was it was it was early now, it was it was, it was half seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I says, And we get this out of my system straight away, you know the way you wouldn't you'd be feeling a bit anxious about what happened the night before. So I picked the phone up, rang him, apologized. He says, I appreciate you ringing. And I'd say that's why we've become that's right. such good friends ever, ever after. I actually walked out that way. Yeah. I didn't like to say he walked out. He could take him walked out of the restaurant. But <laughs> listen, I, I could tell you a few worse stories he's done now, but we won't, we won't, <laughs> we won't mention anything. But in fairness, I, I think that's we, we've become good friends since it. I'd say that phone call I made that morning was one of the best phone calls ever made. Because I didn't, I'd done something stupid. I didn't do too much wrong. It was a bit of banter, but... Uh, Listen, Noel didn't see the funny side of it that night. We've all had the fear. Yeah. The following morning, and you're kind of going, "Oh my God, who did I ring last night? Who did I text last night? What did I do last night?" But Noel, you're a man who never experienced that. I'd say, are you? 
Oh, I don't know about that. But I'm going to tell you another story about we were on holidays in America and um, in Florida. And uh, I said to him, you know, I said, it's time you got a decent suit. And he says, I don't really like them suits, you know. He says, I'd rather be this than us. I know you have to can. Anyway, we went into a, a shop in, in this shopping, big shopping centre in, in, in Brooks Brothers. And, in, uh, and I said, come into this shop. This is a great shop, I said. In here, anyway. So we arrived in anyway, and uh, I said, "Try on that jacket there." So I said, "I don't, don't, I don't want it on you." So I tried it on anyway, and oh, I sort of started to like this idea anyway. So we were, he was marching up and down the suit, and I was marching up and down another one. So we bought them two suits, and your man was going on anyway. Tried that one on, tried another one on, and he was throwing them all down the counter. And then he got into the shorts, and he was buying the shorts, and threw them all down the counter. And, uh, before we knew where we were anyway, there was a pile of stuff this high in the on, in the shop, you see. So anyway, of course, in true Irish fashion, the next thing is your man was called over and asked how much would he take for the lot, you see. So the bargaining started, and he did, he did deal with us, he didn't he? He dealt with us anyway. But at this stage, how many suits did you at this stage? Well, yeah, a and a lot of shorts and and, and uh, pants and shoes and whatever. So much so anyway, they had to go out and get it. He went out and got him out the door and there was a fella selling suitcases out the door. So he bought a suitcase, came in, loaded everything into the into the suitcase. And we had a full of a suitcase going oh, yes. out, out of that shop. That's serious shopping, boys. That was serious shopping. The only problem after a couple of trips racing, <laughs> I used to have to ring say, I'm wearing the navy suits today, <laughs> so we wouldn't end up in the same suits at the races. But uh, that was a good holiday. You know, another funny story, story from that holiday. Obviously, uh, to, to, to both Noel and myself, we'd both probably like to be a couple of a couple of pound lighter, you know. But we went on the holiday and we decided we'd go to Disney World, wasn't it? Yeah. Disney World, a great, great trip now anyway. So we got into this, uh, it was this pool with a big wave on it. It was full of kids, so it was. And the two of us had the life jackets on the side. There was kids going around not with life jackets. And next thing, the wave had come, and there was just Noel Mead and Gordon Eddie flying down the pool, and kids flying everywhere. So we decided after one or two waves, and said, we better get out, we better get out of this pool. But, uh, you know, it was a good holiday, we had good fun, so we did Cutlass, I'd hate to see you jumping into the pool with me inside. And I, Johnny, 10 year old Johnny from Florida, could have gone flying, lads. No, it was, it was good fun. It was a good time. Mr. Elliot, what is your top tip for surviving Galway for the week? Now, you're traveling up and down and you're not there the full week. So I suppose you have a better perspective on uh, things. Listen, you'd, you'd be there for most of it now, you know, in, in the last couple of years. But uh, make sure you have a good pair of shoes. You clean pairs of socks and boxer shorts and the rest is yee you know. That sounds like a good plan to me. What have you to do yet, Noel, in your career? Um, I just survive. Um, <laughs> Get up tomorrow morning, says uh, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just want to continue and stay stay healthy and happy. Amen to that. Mr. Elliot, what is the one thing you want to achieve in the years ahead? Obviously, it's it's uh, be hard to do it, but uh, I want to be champion trainer one day. I think if you don't start training and uh, if you don't want to be champion jockey or champion trainer, you know it's um, and you haven't got the ambition to do it. Uh, I don't think you should be doing it. Come here, it's been fabulous talking to you, Gordon. Thank you so much for bringing us into your fabulous good room. And Noel, thank you for your time as well today. 
and uh, look forward to seeing you in Galway. Thank you. Thank you. Create your own story this year at Ballybrit. The 2023 Galway races commence on July 31st and run to August 6th. Seven unmissable days. To secure your ticket, go to galwayraces.com. You don't want to miss it. See you there.